Today's episode is brought to you by North Texas Honda Dealers. North Texas Honda Dealers, they're here to help. Welcome everyone to the Republic of Football. I'm your host, Shahan J. Roger, the college football insider at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You can find all of our work at texasfootball.com. You can find us on Facebook, Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You can find us on Twitter at DCTF. If you haven't as yet, please subscribe, texasfootball.com slash subscribe. It really helps us out. It's only $19.95 for the first year plus shipping and handling. It's, it's really, I mean... Mathematically, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to say something about it. Ish, how you doing, man? Hey, doing good, doing good. Oh, man, just got out of a whew, very emotional interview, actually. Really? Um, yeah, it, uh, I don't want to give away too much of the story sure, uh, sure. right now. You know, hopefully in the next, uh, pro- probably next week. I mean, I'm, I was thinking about putting out something a little quicker, but I think I might hold off because I think this story might be a little bit bigger than, uh, than, than what I thought originally um yeah no it's it's one of those where uh it sucks when you do it over the phone because Mm. it's just like you can't kind of be there and you know but but it was it was a really powerful interview so i'm really excited for uh for everybody to to get to read my story on that but it is i gotta get back i gotta get back into uh into football mode i know the best way out okay i promised myself after 2014 that I would not get mad about playoff rankings because it's just totally random, right? Like it's just totally who cares, Mm -hmm. right? Like, but I just don't understand what's going on here. I mean, what do you, all right. So, so, so so go, what's, what's, what's the gripe? I'm totally fine with Baylor being way behind the rest of the undefeated teams, right? Like that's totally fine. Like, I don't think they've looked super dominant. Like they definitely don't, belong in that like top five group or anything like that Mm -hmm. how are they behind florida (laughs) florida has two losses yeah and and everybody's like oh well it's because of their non-conference games florida played two fcs teams in non-conference yeah um i get let me see i'm trying to figure out let me look at their schedule exactly uh they have a nice win over auburn that's that's a big thing right? good win over auburn that's a good win but um, baylor has two ranked road wins by their own rankings and like yeah. i don't think that kansas state is the 16th best team in america but right. you took the time to say it right well, yeah i mean you know the easy thing is just you know baylor wins out there in like it's you know it's i'm it, not so confident i because because here's the issue right mm-hmm. if you beat oklahoma twice and finish 13 and 0 yeah Oklahoma's like maybe the 18th best team at that point. Probably. And but also you would also have to assume that both Ohio State and Penn State are making it. Yes. Cuz they play out. And LSU, I mean LSU and Bama, one of them probably both of those could probably make it, right? That's not either of a possibility. I think that any of those four teams that you mentioned could get in with one loss over undefeated Baylor. If the one loss is to one of the others that you mentioned maybe like if ohio state's I, the number one team and penn state is right on the edge and their only loss is to ohio state i don't know man i yeah yeah you know i, I yeah i could see that and, and obviously that. like look minnesota has a little bit more ability to play their way up because they uh let's see minnesota was ranked number 17 in the first playoff mm-hmm. ranking which again behind kansas state whatever <laughs> i mean i just feel like that means that you haven't watched a whole lot of kansas state this year. they have been very impressive but like not that good. They're also putting a lot of weight on that win over Oklahoma. Right. Uh if you're in Minnesota, like you know that you get to play the number four team, you get to play the number one team at one at some point. Like you and so know at that you point can, you'll be able to play yourself into that conversation. Right. Yeah. I am less confident about Baylor. And like the other thing too is I know that they lost. SMU at twenty five is too low for me. Like Yeah, no, that that that's way too low. That's way too big of a drop. Yeah, I mean Look, Grant, now, granted, now, granted, I think the problem with that is yeah. that Memphis was unranked. Sure. And dropping SMU, they had to put Memphis above SMU. For sure. Some way. And you could argue that SMU, uh, Memphis deserves to be higher, yeah. right? But I think that they had to drop them in that range because it was like, all right, well, we can't. I mean, it could have been 21 22, right? I, but I think that I think, that's the thing is that those two teams should be very close to each other. That's fair. And I think that if you watched Oklahoma State play this year, right? Mm-hmm. Losing to Tech is a bad loss. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't agree with them being ranked. Yeah, I mean, that that's my thing too, which yeah. goes back to my whole Baylor thing where, like, I don't think that Kansas State is the 16th best team or that Oklahoma State's the 23rd best team. Sure. And if both those teams are, you know, if Kansas State's number 24 and Oklahoma mistakes unranked mm-hmm. that that's a different conversation yeah but you ranked them why yeah, did you true. bother ranking them if you're not going to bother taking that into account yeah. like i just don't 
again, the playoff committee is its own thing. And like, I, t- I tweeted yesterday, who cares who wins the national championship? Why, why should anybody care about this, right? Like, like it's its own thing, right? Like, yeah. let's have fun with all the other stuff in college football. But like, every year they put this out, and every year I'm like, what are we doing here? I guess, I mean, I'm trying to look at it like, mm, I guess what they're saying is, because yeah, these are their, it's just weird that these are their rankings, right? Because yeah. like, if we're going off the AP top 25, right. Kansas State and Oklahoma State aren't ranked. Right. Right. And so it's like, oh, okay, well, that makes right. sense why Baylor is that. But it's For like, sure. you put, the, like, right. they went out of their way to say that, you no, Kansas State is a great team. Right. And, you know, it's, yeah, they took the time well, to. And, I, I don't know. And that's, just, yeah, that is weird. And let's just take a second for, for SMU as well. Mm-hmm. Like, look at Boise, right? Yeah. Boise, they beat FSU early in the year, but FSU looks like they're on the way to another train wreck season. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, it's. Marshall, fine. Portland State, uh, Air Force, UNLV, Hawaii. Yeah. Loss at BYU, which is clearly a worse loss than at Memphis. Mm-hmm. And then at San Jose State win. Like, what argument is there for SMU being behind Boise State right now? I just don't see it. I, yeah, I don't understand I don't how... <laughs> none of this makes any sense to me. <laughs> and that's the thing that I hate about this, right? Yeah. Is that none of this makes any sense to me. Well, again, I mean, that's... you could. To me, that's that's the give and take you give when you say no to the BCS system, and you say, yeah, let's just let's do this committee thing, right? Because pe- that's that's the kind of thing people wanted the human element. People wanted right. they got tired of the computers, they got tired of the, the you know things like that. Now, if you were me, if I were, <laughs> yeah, if it were me, obviously, like yes, the committee is right in theory. Yeah, I feel like there should be some type of balance. Yeah. You should have a BCS computer that spits out rankings, right. and then you should say, all right, you four people, talk about this. Right. Unanimously change some things on here. Not yep. like one guy argues for, sure. you know, you get this top 25, and then you say, okay, now, unanimous decisions, what needs to change? Right. Because there, there does need to be some baseline. Sure. Right? Some like, you know, if, if, if the computer spat out Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Penn State, Clemson, and uh, somebody said, or, you know, Clemson was number four, let's say. Sure. And somebody said, all right, I, th- I like Penn State a lot. And it's like, okay, we come to a unanimous decision that, you know, Penn State should be number four. That's cool. That, that I can understand. Right. But it's like, I don't, it seems very, a lot of these seem very arbitrary. And it is. and yeah, a lot of them are arbitrary because, right. like, again, who cares who's five and six? Because the right. four top four is what matter. But right. so the rest of them is arbitrary and doesn't right. really matter. But they still took the time to make <laughs> resumes look better and right. to make like you know. Well, and and again, if you're looking at a group of five teams, right? Yeah. I have no issue at all with mm-hmm. Cincinnati being ranked ahead. Sure. Obviously, yeah. Memphis should be ranked ahead regardless mm-hmm. of their loss to Temple. Mm-hmm. Which, which again, I mean, I think that then you can make an argument like. SMU beat Temple, beat Memphis, beat SMU. You know, like, right. if those teams are close together, mm-hmm. that's totally fine because I think that there's a lot of overlap between those programs. Mm-hmm. Navy. Navy being number 24. Navy and SMU have almost the same exact wins mm-hmm. and the same loss, obviously, except uh, replace Air Force with TCU. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It's just I don't know what the argument is. And... And I think SMU's also pretty clearly been more dominant in those games, typically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I I'm, I guess you're taking, like, oh, well, Navy beat Tulsa convincingly. And, like, if we're, if we're making rankings because yeah. of, like, you know, having a bad game against Tulsa, then what the hell are we doing here? Right. You know, it, that's the thing that just gets frustrating to me. And, and granted, at least with the American generally... Mm-hmm. Like, none of this really matters yeah. because, you know, it's going to be whether SMU can make the title game and win. Here's, here's, a, here's a funny one that seems to be – let me just ask you this. Yeah. What's Oregon's best win? No, I mean, it's a fair question. <laughs> Oregon's best win is at Washington. Fine. Who's 5-4. and four. Right. <laughs> and their, be- their other best win is a loss to Auburn. Right. And so they're number seven. Right. Compare that to Baylor's actual resume. Right. I think you could argue that, you right. know, yeah, so I, I could see what you mean there, where it's like Oregon is a, I, I mean, like, this is weird to say, but it seems like a foregone conclusion. Oregon wins a Pac 12, they're probably getting right. it. Right. Well, and, and because from, they're going to play number eight, Utah. Right. Well, I was, I, I think it was Ralph Russo from, uh, from the AP who was tweeting the other day that if Chalk holds basically, um, you know, which means that Ohio State beats Penn State, that, mm-hmm. you know, whichever way you want to go with Alabama and LSU, et cetera, like Georgia, I think, a little out of the picture, probably. I think so, right now. Yeah. Um, you know, then chalk would be Ohio State, the SEC winner, Clemson, and Oregon. Right. And like to me, 
I'm just looking at that wondering if Oklahoma, and again, this is going chalk, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this mm-hmm. is assuming Oklahoma beats Baylor twice. 100%. Um, I don't understand how Oklahoma beating Baylor twice and therefore having multiple ranked wins, and on top of that, beating Oklahoma State, who's ranked right now, mm-hmm. and their one loss being to Kansas State, a ranked opponent, yeah. how that's less impressive than Oregon going right. and winning maybe one ranked game? Right. And, like, because you look at, I feel that, now, if, if it's the other way around, right? Let's say Utah does that. Yeah. Utah has multiple wins. They have yes. Arizona State. Correct. Obviously, they have a bad loss to USC, but again, it's one loss. People have a bad loss. Yeah. Um, multiple teams have bad losses. But at that point, you'd have Arizona State and Oregon on your, on your resume. Yeah. Like that, it's not buoyed by right, yeah. a loss and a fringe win against a bad Washington. Like, I don't know. Like, Oregon, it seems like a foregone conclusion that Oregon's going to make the title game if they went out. Right. And, yeah, well, I don't know. It, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma and Baylor, the yeah. winner of the Big 12, basically, should, I feel like, should have a legitimate shot to get in. And, yeah, I guess, I mean, I said at the beginning, like, if Baylor wins out, they're in. Yeah. But, you know, it is it is a, it is going to be a tough battle well, for whoever and, wins the Big 12. And, and here's the thing, too, is that what everybody – says, and I mean, I understand why they say this, is that Baylor's getting penalized for its non-conference, right? Sure. But my question is, my question is, ultimately, yeah. if Baylor beats Oklahoma twice, beats Kansas State, beats Oklahoma State, all of those teams, which the playoff committee has ranked, yeah. how does that really tell us less than Baylor, instead of scheduling Rice, scheduling, you know... Scheduling Arkansas State. Right. And know? by the way, and potentially losing. Like, right. Oregon lost to Auburn. Like, right. you can talk about their non-conference schedule. Great right. job. Yeah, it was a great game. It was right. a lot of fun. You know, neutral site. Good job. Right. They lost. Right. Like, well, like, and, and that's the thing, too. I mean, I remember back in 2014. I mean, God, I'm literally going to... Uh, I, I'm, I, I, I'm literally going to, like, die remembering 2014, just right. the wackiness of it. Like, sure, sure. The fact that we're saying that... You know, back then when, when Minnesota was ranked number 25, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, And we were like, okay, TCU's ahead of Baylor because Minis- they beat Minnesota, who's a team they should have beaten because they're the number five team in the country. You know, like, <laughs> that's where it just gets a little confusing to me. And, like, again, at the end of the day, I just, I just, want, I just want this to make sense. Yeah. I, that's the biggest frustration to me is I want this to make sense. Right. And I think this year, and again, this is it's the first rankings, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, yes, we still have – what, like it's five weeks to go, however right. many weeks before the final rankings come out, uh, or six, uh, seven weeks probably. Um, but right now, I can't remember the last time a ranking a rankings came out that had this much controversy. I don't say controversy, but like that there was still so much this this much up in the air. Yeah. Right. So. So far, whatever you say about the 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 four term the four team format, yeah, um, the system, the the process, whatever you want to say, I think they've gotten them right the past couple of years. Sure. It, basically, since this whole thing has been implemented, sure. In the end, they've gotten the four teams right. This year, I'm not. It, it's setting up to be a lot of more, a lot more controversy. Well, um, just ultimately, I'm looking. Well, just I'll let you finish. I'll let you get your point out. But I'm looking at the past couple rankings that have been out, and I'm looking like 2014. That was the crazy year. Mississippi State, Florida sure. State, Auburn, Mi- Ole Miss, right? right? At the time, that was fine. Sure. Like, those teams were the best teams at the time. Uh, 2015, Clemson, Bama, Michigan State, uh, or sorry, uh, Clemson, LSU, Ohio State, Alabama, right? It ended up being three of those four teams. Uh, 2016, Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, Texas A&M, which is kind of wild. <laughs> um, 2017, Georgia, Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and then last year was Bama, Clemson, LSU, Notre Dame. Yeah. Like, so far, it's like, so all of those previous years, you were like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. This year's like, I don't There's know. There's a lot <laughs> There's like seven teams where you're like, yeah, they should definitely be in the conversation. Well, the funny thing when I look at this, too, is that the top 10 of this poll looks shockingly like the AP poll mm-hmm. when the whole point of not putting out a ranking till later was supposed it's to be that your you're own not, thing. <laughs> right. That you're not subject to the same biases. And, and again, right. you know, if, Oregon coming into the year was ranked, you know, way top ten. I can't remember exactly what yeah, they were, I can't remember exactly. but so they've been able to start at X po- uh, point and work their way up, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like the whole point, right? right. Is that is that um, you know when you start at a point, you can work your way up. And again, nobody here, nobody in the Oregon pod- was eleven. They weren't that, okay, nah, they yeah, were, but, yeah, but still, they got to, yeah. you mentioned they got to work their way up. And so ultimately, like, 
and nobody in this podcast is making the argument that Baylor is a legit top four team or sure. that they should be in that conversation or that like I mean again there are five undefeated teams up in the top five mm-hmm. and then there's you know a bunch of one loss teams and then Baylor's down at 12 right yeah. which is totally fine right like there are like if you want to put Georgia ahead of them that's fine um, if you want to put Oklahoma ahead of them for being more dominant that's fine but by your own criteria you're saying that you know we value wins and Baylor has two of those wins right now. Now, again, I kind of think that those wins are a little bit garbage. Like, I don't think that they're as impressive as the committee saying they are. Right, right. But then why would you give them credit for those wins and then not give them credit for those wins? Yeah. You know, I, it's just because both of those wins, too. The other thing that you say, they were both on the road at Kansas State, at Oklahoma State, and both were by three scores. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, cool. Like, I understand that. Hey, against West Virginia, they didn't look very good. Against Rice, they didn't look very good. Against Tech, they didn't look very good. But the other funny thing, too, with that is, like, if you look at, like, I know that Bill Connolly, for example, right, mm-hmm. our, our, our good friend over at ESPN, yeah. he puts out uh, win probabilities mm-hmm. every week. And, like, Baylor's not winning on the scoreboard by that much. But when you look at, like, those post-game numbers, they've doubled up, like, half their opponents in yards per play. Yeah. You know, and they have dominated those games in their own way. Like, it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, I can't even remember who it was. Somebody made the comment that this Baylor team, and this is a wild comparison, is kind of like the early Saban Oh, yeah, no, teams. I said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. you said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's a weird comparison. Yeah, where they just grind out teams, right. and, like, they're up by 10, and it's like, God, it feels like they're up by 30. Right, yeah. like, like, that game was 17-14, to 14 and, like... West Virginia had, had one play. It. Yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, Baylor doubled him up in yards. Right. <laughs> like, West Virginia had one play that was positive. Yeah. And every other play, they averaged 1.8 yards per play. Right. You know, that game was never in doubt. Yeah. Like, even when they were down at midfield, maybe kicking a field goal, you're like, they're not going to win this game. Right, exactly. Right? Like, like, this isn't going to happen. There was never a point. And now, granted, I mean, you should beat a team better than 17-14 at home, mm-hmm. you know, a team that's that bad. But, like, the game was never in doubt. Right. And... That's kind of how it's been with most of the games this season. Maybe other than, like, the Tech game was, like, the one where you're like, ugh, things shouldn't have gone that way. But Baylor was also, I think, pretty clearly the better team for most of the day. They just did some really dumb things and made it a game. Mm-hmm. And, like, the reality is they keep playing these close games, and they keep winning. And that's what good teams do. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I guess, I mean, you can call me a convert because I started off saying, oh, no, it'll be fine. But, like, you know, Baylor, <laughs> if they went out. But looking closer at it, like, it really yeah. is hard to imagine they a just, scenario in which they even winning They don't out. have enough of those wins yeah. left because they've already used two of them to get to number 12. Yeah. You know, they just don't have enough of those left. And, you know, they're, they have to pass ultimately <clears throat> eight teams in order to get into the top four, right? Yeah. And. And again, this is all moot because Baylor's probably not going to do that, right? Sure. Like, they're probably right. going to lose a game or two. Right. Um, but also, like, you know, in the Big 12 the past couple of years, being a one-loss champion has been pretty dang good mm-hmm. because it is really hard to go through the Big 12 undefeated. Yeah. Like, it's almost impossible. Like, it's only happened once since they went to a, a round-robin format. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> I mean, I... Look, I I have said like I am not going to care about this, and every year they do this, That's and they, they get you, man. They, they put out this garbage, and they're like, "Hey, man, Oregon lost close to Auburn, and therefore they're number seven. Yeah, you know, they do this every year, and they get me every year. Yeah. So, congratulations, playoff committee, you're good at your job. <laughs> All right, let's talk for a second about TCU. Go for it. So, TCU came into the year with five scholarship quarterbacks on the roster. Uh, Max Duggan, well, I guess technically Alex Castelton was the starter day one. Right. With Max Duggan as sort of a co-quarterback. Um, and then after that, they had Justin Rogers and Michael Collins. Michael Collins was coming back from an injury. Justin Rogers also coming back from a separate injury from way before. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they had Matthew Baldwin, who was coming in. Who, And so now, now here's the situation. Max Duggan dealing with a, a major injury to his throwing hand. Mm-hmm. Um, the rumor, and this is unsourced this is this is sort of the word around town is that it could be either a torn ligament or maybe a bone injury Mm -hmm. um they say he's gonna play so we'll see uh (laughs) michael collins apparently is having it's like some internal issues Mm -hmm. so you know like the sort of really bad stuff yeah like the sort of like oh no don't play football through that sort of injury so he's out alex delton quit the team justin rogers left the team last week Mm -hmm. And Matthew Baldwin started throwing a football on Sunday. Yeah. So, 
Um, <sighs> again, it God, sounds like Max yeah. Duggan's gonna play, mm-hmm. and cool. You know <laughs> how did uh how did how did TC's quarterback situation get worse? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they brought in a lot of bodies. They literally played a guy who couldn't walk last year and somehow got worse. <laughs> I don't know how that happens. Yeah, it's 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 bad, man. I don't know. I I'm a little blown away by um by just the way things have gone, and it's not yeah. all their fault, obviously. No, no. I mean, look. When you got Justin Rogers, you thought that you were getting a legit sort of top quarterback yeah. because he was the best quarterback recruit, in, as far as I know, in TCU's history, mm-hmm. and one of the best recruits they've ever gotten. Yeah. So I mean, it kind of it, that just kind of screwed them in a lot of ways. But uh, you know, Doug and getting hurt hurts. Um, you know, I don't know. Well, I kind of asked Gary Patterson about this earlier in the year. You know, why Alex Delton? And I mean, the answer kind of was because he wanted to come here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe they couldn't sure. get a Shane Bouchelle. Maybe they couldn't get a Nick Starkle. Maybe they couldn't even get a Ben Hicks. You know, like, but that looked like the wrong answer, mm-hmm. Alex Delton. And I mean, I think a lot of people could have told you that before the year. It was a weird fit right yeah. away when just, we just saw it happen. When it's, I mean, they they run an air raid offense. Right. You know, I mean, they have an air raid offensive coordinator, but. Oh well, we don't make we don't make those decisions. So, uh, so it, if he can't go, if uh, if Duggan can't go, it's most likely going to be Georgia transfer walk on Matthew Downing. Okay, who completed fifty eight percent of his passes at Alpharetta High School two years ago. <sighs> he God. did actually get into games at Georgia, like uh, sure. in garbage time. Uh-huh. But like he got in games, sure. You know, so I mean, I, I don't think he's a a nobody. Yeah, but he's not a Big Twelve quarterback, most likely. Um. And remember, the team that ranks number one in the Big 12 in sacks is coming to town. <laughs> mm. Mm. So mm. not mm. super ideal. Yeah. Uh, I'd expect to see a lot of what we saw last year at this, beast, uh, at this. oh my gosh, I can't talk, Baylor-TCU game, mm-hmm. um, which ended 16-9, to obviously. You know, so cool stuff there. Uh, it should be a barn burner. In fact, let's use this as an excuse to jump right into the games uh, presented by Arlington CVB. We're going to start with that TCU-Baylor game, 11 a.m. on FS1. TCU coming off of a 34-27 loss to Oklahoma State. Baylor coming off of a 17-14 win over West Virginia. This is a surprise. Baylor is only a two-point favorite yeah, heading to this game. I have no idea why. Um, I, I mean, history, probably. History, road, um... They've been better on the road. That's that's what I don't get. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this one's easy to call for me. It's TC, it's uh, Baylor covers. Like, uh, can you? Is TCU going to score ten points this weekend? With yeah. Max Duggan who can't throw. Yeah. Or a walk on quarterback against Baylor. Like, I don't know. Is are they going to? If Baylor scores twenty, like they cover. Like if Baylor yeah. scores seventeen, I feel like they cover. I don't know. This is going to be. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Okay, this is uh, this is breaking news, and this is bad radio. Uh, oh, what, what is, is happening here? <laughs> so it's okay. So so Shahan is showing me a photo of Matt Rule in what looks like an Andy Reid sized starter jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Just crazy pastel colors. Uh, not pastel. I don't know. It's like I mean, one of those nineties. It's like oh, a Baylor. that's not a Baylor green. I'll tell you that much. Uh, it's attempted to be Baylor. It's colors. a uh, oh, and, and it's got the uh, it's got the throwback logo on it too. Yeah, so it is Baylor. I mean, yeah. it is. I, I don't know what that is, but that looks well, like an Andy Reid size jacket right there. Uh, okay, so yeah, he's got a starter jacket on. One of those like one of those like half zip ones with like the flap on the front. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And then it's like I don't even know how to describe it. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> wow, what timing? Anyway. Um, I so I'll be at this game. Okay. I don't understand necessarily the path to TCU winning. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, that has never stopped TCU from beating Baylor in dumber and dumber ways sure. over the last many years. <laughs> so I'm not going to mean that I'm not going to say that, that means that Baylor wins this game. I and mean, Baylor hasn't beaten TCU since that 61-58 game. Mm-hmm. That's the last time they beat TCU, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they've lost 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. Yeah. Uh, Gary Patterson has had this program's number. That said, one, I don't think Baylor's going to overlook this game because a lot of people will talk about overlooking it for Oklahoma. Uh, they've None of these seniors have beaten TCU. None mm. of these seniors have been part of a program. Even the redshirt seniors who are redshirting haven't oh, wow. beaten TCU. <laughs> you know, So, <laughs> I mean, wild. the idea of them overlooking them, I think, I don't think that happens. You know, and um, now I do think it will be a very ugly game. I think that... TCU is going to sell out to try to make Charlie Brewer uncomfortable. 
um, because I think that they can stop the run with their basically with their tackles. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's necessarily going to be a huge thing to uh, to take away the interior. It's going to be really interesting to see. Bailey's got a lot of injuries that they're kind of working through. A lot of guys who are questionable, guys like Bravion Roy, who's a very important piece to that defense. Um, Jameson Houston, maybe their top corner right now. Uh, they might get back left tackle Connor Galvin this week, though. So we'll see about that. I, I mean, again, I just there's no logical reason that that Bailey shouldn't win this game handily, right? Which is why it's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> I still think Baylor wins, and I still think Baylor covers. Because also, the other thing, too, is like, they're not going to win by one point. You right. know, I mean, you're picking Baylor to win, or you're picking Baylor to lose. Right. And I think Baylor wins. I mean, in, in some ways, they better win. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, man, I, I cannot wait to see what absolute garbage <laughs> happens on Saturday to see Baylor struggle in this game. It's going to be, uh, yeah, Max Duggan's going to have, like, 112 rushing yards and like four pass yards right (laughs) and they're gonna come on a toss it's gonna be 12 to (laughs) 3 god it's gonna be a terrible game i cannot gary's just gonna look at game plan just look at his game plan and come in the post game press conference smiling saying mission accomplished (laughs) i just realized something looking at the schedule the latest game of the day is at 3 p.m that's weird oh i like that yeah, I do too. I mean, <laughs> God, get it, get my day over with. Seriously, we got the well, we got the high school playoff brackets that I got to do. So that's that's uh, a cannot free schedule. relate. But uh, but yeah, we got three eleven a.m.s, a one, a two twos, a two thirty, and a three. Yeah, that's look at that. Good job, schedule. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I can live with it. You know what? Maybe I will hang out with my friends after the game. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Another eleven a.m. game. Texas Tech two and a half point favorites at West Virginia. Eleven a.m. on ESPN two. Last we saw Texas Tech, they were losing thirty-seven thirty-four to Kansas. West Virginia lost seventeen fourteen to Baylor. Where are you going with this one? Um. By the way, it's Bears repeating. Texas Tech lost to Kansas in, bat- in football. Um, I just feel, I don't know. I feel bad about making that joke because Kansas might actually be competent, but it's still right. funny. We well, still got to get as much out of it into, until it becomes completely. And they irrelevant. literally shot themselves in the foot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I think Tech. I think Tech wins out. I mean, Tech covers. They look fine. Um, just because. I mean, yes, West Virginia is not as bad as we thought. Like yeah. they look like a competent team because um, Neil Brown's a good coach. But I don't. I mean, the one thing that I'll say though is mm-hmm. that I think that West Virginia is very good in one particular area, mm-hmm. and that's defensive line. Mm-hmm. Now, Tech has struggled to block. I think that that's been a big issue for them this year. Sure. Um, you know, but I think that Tech probably can take advantage of the rest of West Virginia's roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially after what happened against Kansas, I think this defense is going to be very motivated. Sure. No, that, that's the one thing is like they've had a week to kind of stew over that right. loss. So it's like, all right, let's get back on track. And with bowl eligibility still in there, and it looks, yeah. I mean, with the way Texas looks, yeah, um, with the way TCU looks vulnerable, like, you know, Kansas State, we, we're, I'm still not sure that they're, you know, uh, unbeatable right. to, to, to Tech. Um yeah, no, I think they win pretty comfortably. This is definitely the last like game they'll be favored in. Right. Um, I, I'm kind of surprised that they're favored in it, honestly. Because really, uh, not not because I think that they're bad. Just but the road, the road aspect. The road or? aspect. I mean, you're going to Morgantown, which I think sure. is also just a bit of a nightmare to play into. Sure. Uh, it's an early kick. You mm-hmm. know, after traveling, I mean, you got that trip sucks too. You got to go to Pittsburgh and drive up. Yeah. Um. You know, and and then them coming off of the loss to Kansas too. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just thought that this would be a spot where they'd be like, we don't have a lot of expectations in, sure. in Texas Tech. Um, and West Virginia coming off a game where they played well, too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I I do think this is the correct line. I think that Tech's going to gonna cover. Um, yeah. But I, I am a little surprised. Not not, not very surprised. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be clear. But, um, but I'm a little surprised yeah. uh, that they are favored. But... You know what? I, I got faith in Matt Wells. I think that after a week off, I mean, I think that Jordan Brooks is going to come out wanting to just absolutely destroy somebody. Right, right. I mean, I, I fear for, for West Virginia's running backs right now because yeah. Jordan Brooks is going to tear them in half. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we both have tech covering. Moving on, uh, we don't have to talk too long about this game. SMU with 22-point favorite against East Carolina. 11 a.m. on ESPNU. SMU coming off of that 54-48 loss to Memphis. East Carolina coming off of a 63-21 loss to UCF. This is homecoming, by the way, for SMU, which I only know because my sister goes there. Oh, okay. And she will probably not attend. 
that she never attends. Oh, well, one day. One day she will come murder. She, I mean, it's a good team. Come on now. Um, but anyway. I keep telling her, this may never happen again. <laughs> this may be the best team of your entire life. I'll tell you what, Sunny Dykes is recruiting like it'll never happen again. So <laughs> he's, he's, he's selling out for those transfers. Um, but uh, no, I think SMU covers pretty comfortably. Um, East Carolina is still very much, even though three and six is still pretty good as compared to where they've been the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, Mike Houston is definitely more of a long-term hire. Um, yeah. yeah. Good good hire. Good hire. Way. Good hire. Their offense has been really, really pretty okay this year. Yeah. Um, last week they beat, they scored on a really good Cincinnati defense. Um, was able to, were able to put up a lot of points. But, um, yeah, I don't know. SMU is going to be really, really fired up after that loss, especially how narrow that loss was. They had it. They basically – I mean, I won't say like <sighs> – I don't want to say like they, they had they had that game one or something like that, but it was definitely like SMU was like, all right, we there were a lot of mistakes that we made, special teams obviously, special teams mistakes, things of that nature. Uh, they're going to be very motivated. Uh, East Carolina is going to be there for the taking, and I think SMU covers pretty comfortably. I just realized that uh, that 63-21 was actually the Temple score. Oh, 46-43 Cincinnati, yeah. I clicked on SMU's previous opponent instead gotcha. of their next opponent, gotcha. and then I saw that number and I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> so, so, so no, actually, pretty good performance. Uh, yeah, last... pretty pretty good performance. And so, um, I, I just don't think. I mean, I'm not saying Holden Allers isn't going to throw for 400 yards against SMU um, <laughs> or, 500. or 500. Sorry, 500 <laughs> yards. Yeah, 535. Good God. Against um, Cincinnati, a really good defense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think he does that two weeks in a row. Uh, yeah, give me SMU. Man, Whew. oh boy. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Ugh. UTSA at Old Dominion, 1 p.m. on ESPN3. UTSA showed some things. Yeah. 45-14 to Texas A&M. Old Dominion, uh, they have lost every game since they played Norfolk State in week one. And last week, they lost 24-17 to FIU. Now, I will say, they've played a kind of tough schedule. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I mean, it's one of those, well. What do you take? Uh, I, I was going to say this is one of those rice things where they've just been playing. But I think we're over that. We're over that. They're just bad. But uh, but same deal. Same yeah. deal. Uh, Old Dominion is just bad. Yeah. Um, again, four and a half point underdogs at Old Dominion. That's, yeah, that's, man. <laughs> God, you poor UTSA. What are you thinking for this one? I, again, I think that they showed some things against Texas A&M. Um, I think that they've run the ball really well against bad teams. Mm-hmm. And Old Dominion is certainly a bad team. Very bad. Uh, and okay. I mean, I'm supposed to be scared of some monarch territory, like for a road s- situation. Like, come right. on. I, I don't know. I, I don't even think that that really matters. This is basically a neutral side game, yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, ultimately though, I do think that UTSA, uh, and it does sound like Lowell Narcisse will play. He suffered okay. a thumb injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, he won't be able to pass. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh darn. Oh no. Uh, but, but in all seriousness, I mean, sincere McCormick is probably the best player on the field in this game. Yeah. Um, I think that they're able to win. Uh, I mean, again, it's one of those where it's like, if you're going to win some games, this is where you better win them. Yeah. You know, not so sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like old dominion, the rush defense is okay. Sure. They're 35th in rushing yards per attempt. That's interesting. Um, they are probably worse on offense, <laughs> which yeah. is something to oh say. Uh, <laughs> they God. are they are 129th in offensive S and P. Okay, or SP plus. Sorry. Oh God, sorry. Um, apologies, to apologies to Wall Street. To um, be clear, there are 130 teams. Who's last? Uh, that is Akron. Huh? Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, so ultimately. Uh, their defense is 90th, which is a lot better than UTSA's 128th. Yeah. Um, and apparently their strength is their rush defense. So that's that's interesting. That gives me a little pause. Um, the, the one thing is, though, I do think that if if they're not going to move the ball, I do think that UTSA is just good enough to make things difficult for them on offense. Sure. Um, you know, to the point where they have some issues. Mm-hmm. Can you name uh, Old Dominion's head coach? Oh, God. Don't ask me to do that. I, no, I cannot. I cannot either. <laughs> so, okay. I thought it was going to be like a random fun no, fact. I was no, like, oh, okay. It's just not. Um, no, that's basketball. That's not what we're looking oh, for. Oh, God. <laughs> Which oh, kind of says uh, kind of says it all, if we're yeah, being honest. That's I'll funny. Pull up. This is what we're working with. Old Dominion's head coach is Bobby Wilder. 
Bobby Wilder. How about that? Wow, that is something. Uh, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Took us that long. Man. He was with him at the FCS ranks, too, so... Yeah, he's, oh, he's yeah, he's been there forever. He's yeah. been there forever. I remember him now. Maybe it's time to make a move. Maybe it's time to make a move, because, man, I don't know about that. But <laughs> I just cannot yeah, remember his name. Um, Back to the pick, Kali. Again, I'm taking UTSA to win outright. I say they cover. I can't say that they went out right. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. I mean, same deal with Old Dominion, right? If they're yeah. going to win any games, it's this one. Yeah. So. It, kind of, it sucks. They're both in that range where it's like, right. yeah, both teams better win this one somehow. Yep. <laughs> 1 p.m. on ESPN3, for all of you who I know, will absolutely want to tune in. Next up, we've got another barn burner. Oh, boy. UTEP. 12.5 point underdogs against Charlotte, 2 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Again, this, ta- this game is taking place in El Paso. Mm-hmm. Most recently, UTEP lost 52-26 to North Texas, and Charlotte beat Middle Tennessee 34-20. to So, Charlotte's not the worst this year. No. Uh, which is bad news for UTEP, <laughs> Unfortunately, right. Um, you know, and, and uh, this is a good line, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think it's probably going to end up in the 14-point range. I think it's going to be right around there because yeah. uh, Charlotte puts up points. Mm-hmm. It's the other thing too, which which UTEP obviously doesn't do necessarily. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to take Charlotte to cover, but it's going to be pretty tight. I mean, look, I am just actually, actually, you know what? Let me pause for a second. Okay, what we got? <laughs> it's hashtag redshirt season. Oh God! Oh, that's true. Yeah, throw I, them all I, in. I kind of forgot about that. Throw I them all in. That. So two guys that we're probably going to see. The God, Dion Hankins. Oh, finally. Finally. God. Damn, I'm so <laughs> mad at you time. for not playing him earlier. It makes perfect sense, but I'm still mad. Uh, so Dion Hankins, the all-time leading rusher in the history of El Paso. If you're a UTEP fan, you already know who Dion Hankins is. Right. Um, the other guy that we're probably going to see is Gavin Hardison, who is a junior college transfer from New Mexico Military Institute, so okay. most notably known for being in 2017 the number two leading passer in all of high school football nationally. So he threw for over 5,600 yards, Okay, which is a lot of yards. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we will see both of those guys, and Hardison is just a better passer. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I've heard, like the issue with Hardison is that he throws the ball really hard no matter what. <laughs> so he's kind of trying to figure that out. But, I mean, the one thing is, is like UTEP has not been able to stretch anything. Nope. Anything. Nope. So, I mean, you know, maybe maybe he gets in there and, and at least they kind of put up a couple of points. Because, mm-hmm. now, the, granted, the other issue has been that UTEP's wide receivers have gotten no separation. I right. mean, so, you know, what what are you going to do if you're Kyle Loxley, right? Uh, hey, maybe they put Loxley in a wide receiver. Who knows? I I mean, who knows what this game's going to look like? I think ultimately Charlotte's going to cover. Yeah. But uh, hopefully we, we get some fun. Hopefully we get some fight. Um, and hopefully we get our first Deion Hankins 500-yard rushing game. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Um, yeah, no, I think so. The thing about UTEP is that they haven't gotten blown out. Yeah. Um, and I think this line's perfect because it's not right. It's respectable. It's not a, bo- a blowout, yeah. right? Like, usually I was like, you know, it's always like 22 or something. It's like, oh, they don't right. lose by that much. I was like, no, they lose by more than right. 12 and a half. <laughs> like, I can, you know, yeah. this is a perfect line. Um, Charlotte's strength is running the ball. Yeah. Uh, they're actually really, really solid at running the ball. Yeah. Um, I believe they average just over five yards of carry, mm. um, which is really impressive for a team that, you know, with, with a team of that level who hasn't necessarily, you know, been the most consistent. Yeah. Um, I think Charlotte covers pretty comfortably, um, but who knows, man? With these freshmen, you know, you're throwing stuff at the wall. Who knows, who knows? what sticks? Who knows? Hopefully, Deion Hankins sticks. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, too. Well, I will take a second. Okay, we're we're big Deion Hankins fans, here, yeah. Right? I know, right? I know. Like I, I think that everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, I I saw him in pads for the first well, time on was, Saturday. What were senior year stats? I forgot. Uh, I'll look him up. Go ahead. I think he. I, it was actually I think I think his sophomore year was the best numerically. Sophomore, that's right. So I think he had over 2,800 yards as a sophomore. Right. Um. I think as as a senior, he was at like 2,200, but he had more touchdowns. Anyway, yeah, just yeah, beside yeah. the point. Um, Deion Hankins looks freaking gigantic in pads. Mm-hmm. Just just otherworldly. Like, he's standing next to UTEP running backs who are juniors and seniors and making them look like children. It is yeah. it is phenomenal. <laughs> I cannot wait. Come on, Dana. Give it to us. Give it to us now. <laughs> um, but the one thing that I'll say is that UTEP is better against the run than they are against the pass. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, they're fair. pretty bad against the pass, as uh, Bailey Zappi showed us in yeah. week one. But uh, I, I still think that Charlotte probably just has a little bit too much um, in this week. But mm-hmm. 
But you know what? There's a reason that they're saving the, the Retros for these four games because, you know, you do play at UAB. That's a loss. Yeah. But otherwise, get versus Charlotte at New Mexico State versus Rice. Those are three winnable games. Not games that they're going to win. And, like, you know, we talk about them not getting blown out. I mean, I don't think Charlotte's good enough to blow them out. Right. Um, you know, so... so I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's asking for a two-score game. Man, right. that sounds... I mean, like, right. 14 sounds right. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm going to take UTEP to cover. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I think it'll be 10. Into it. I, right. I think it'll be 10. So, okay. I just don't think that Charlotte's good enough to, to blow out a team. That's fair. Um, you know, I mean... Just looking at and, and again, I'm I'm sure you guys are all thrilled that we're talking for days on end about uh, about UTEP football, oh, know, but right? um, you know, I guess they they beat Middle Tennessee by 14 last week, but Middle Tennessee's been really bad this year. Yeah. They beat UNT by one. I mean, then they killed UMass, they you know, and then they beat Gardner Webb. Like that's that's what they've got, right? I just don't know necessarily that they're good enough to go and blow out a team. Sure. So I think that uh, I think that UTEP's able to keep it closer than that. I think that it's a seven to ten point ball game, and you know what? I'm excited to see UTEP not just prove us wrong, but win the football game. So, sure. <laughs> please, please, sure. please. Okay. Texas, seven point favorites against ranked number 16, Kansas State, 2 30 p.m. on ESPN. Texas coming off of a 37 27 loss to TCU. Uh, Kansas State beat Kansas 38 to 10 in, in a game that was actually pretty impressive. They dominated that mm-hmm. game. Very much so. Um. So here's my thoughts. Yeah, go for it. Kansas State does a lot of the same things that TCU does, but better. Yep. And when I look at Texas, right? Like, I mean, the one thing is like maybe Kansas State. Oh, actually, that's not even true because because Kyler Thompson is a better quarterback right now than Max Duggan, yeah. so he can challenge them down the field more. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> why is Texas favored by seven? Now, I I, I think they can win this game. But, like, yeah. I don't know why you'd favor them by seven points to win this game. Right. Like, I, this seems like a classic, like, I well, think, of course people mm. will bet on Texas thing. Yeah. I, oh, God. I have no idea what to think. I, I, the only thing that I'm sure about is that if Texas wins, it'll be by less than seven. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm leaning Kansas covering. Kansas yeah. State covering. Yeah. Um, I think Texas... I think Texas wins outright. Yeah. Um, I'll give them that benefit of the doubt just because I do think they this, has been, this has bitten me in the past, but um, yeah. obviously against TCU and stuff. But I just feel like Texas's offense is just, I mean, it is that much better. It is the best unit be. on the field. It should be. But their defense has just been so bad yeah. that they've elevated other offenses to be on the level. Um, well, and Kansas State is solid defensively. That's sure, right. That's, yeah, exactly. And and the other thing, too, is that, you know, one thing that you say about them shutting out Kansas, in all reality, is that Kansas has been really good at getting to the edge, mm-hmm. and Kansas State took that away. Yeah. And and sa- same deal with Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. K- Kansas State took that away from Oklahoma, and, you know, Oklahoma went on that crazy run at the end to make it look like it was a competitive game. It was not. Right. You know, it was not a competitive game. Kansas State held Oklahoma's offense underwater, and right now... Now, the one fun thing, you know, say, same deal with Deion Hankins. Mm-hmm. We might be getting a Jordan Whittington sighting this week. Uh, That'd be such a huge, bo- huge, yeah, huge it would. boost. Yeah, it would. Team. But I, I am just not super confident that Texas is going to be able to have explosive plays against this defense. Right. Uh, I think they'll be able to have plays that move the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but the issue is that I think, on the flip side, that yeah. Kansas State will have explosive plays. Which is something that they aren't even known for against right. Texas. I just, th- yeah, like I don't. Here's the thing that's really worrying for me. Sam Allinger had a really bad game against TCU, mm-hmm. and and he won't do that same thing. He again won't again. do that exact same thing again. But I'm worried that w- are we getting to the point where Sam Allinger feels the need to press? Sure, because I, I think that's undoubtedly true. Because you extent. look at w- they haven't had. Roshan Johnson had a good game against West Virginia. Yeah. And that's kind of it. Yeah. Ingram has been uh, solid. He was good against Oklahoma. He had two runs that kind of buoyed that whole thing. He, he had was, the runs. He had, so. That's fair. He had the runs, but it wasn't like he was averaging five right, yards, six right. yards a carry. It was definitely like a 30-yard and I think like a 50 or something. It was, right. it was two long runs, which right. fair enough, he got them. But as far as like consistent – and Ingram's been solid – but he was—he was. I mean, obviously. TCU did. TCU shut him down. Yeah. He barely cracked a hundred versus Kansas. Yeah. Um, I just feel like if they can't run the ball against Kansas State, and I don't see a reason to believe that they consistently can, unless they're going to run Ellinger, which they've been really hesitant to to yeah. do this season. 
I feel I fear that Sam Ellinger is going to be pressing again. So, if this game took place before two weeks ago, was it when uh, when Kansas State played Oklahoma? I yeah. guess. Mm. Then maybe I'd say Kansas State can't be explosive enough to take advantage of this. Mm-hmm. But I just saw it, and here's the other thing that I'll say. Okay, I'm going to read off Texas's opposing point totals against Power Five opponents: mm-hmm. 45, 30, 31, 34, 48, 37. Like, and and I want to be clear. Okay, probably their best performance was against the best offense that they faced in Oklahoma. Yeah, right. They gave up. 31 points to West Virginia. A West Virginia team that just had 200 yards of offense against Baylor. They gave up 37 points to Max Duggan. Like, they gave up 48 points to Kansas. Those 31 points are the most, let's see, 31 and 44 uh, against NC State. Their next, yeah, everything else is 29 to Kansas, 14 (sighs) to Iowa State, 14 to Oklahoma, 14 to Baylor, 20 to James Madison. (sighs) So West Virginia had its best offensive output of the season against Texas. Yeah. Or second best, sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, man. I Like I said, I say Texas wins outright. Or Texas wins, but Kansas State covers because, yeah, I don't know. I think this is going to – this is. I'm just – I'm really worried about where Sam Ellinger is as, you know, obviously he feels like he's the leader of that team, and he obviously is. Yeah. He takes this position really passionately, and I just feel that if – they're averaging three yards of carry, and he's like, all right, you know, got to do something, got to make this happen. And I don't think it'll be on the level of last week or two weeks ago, but I just really, I'm really starting to fear if he's going to press and well, he's going to make mistakes. Here's the other thing, too, is that Baylor, oh, I mean, not Baylor, Texas still has three of the best teams in the conference left mm-hmm. because they play <laughs> Kansas State this week. And again, Kansas State is the third ranked team in the Big 12. I don't think that anybody's really taking that too seriously, right? right. And I mean, they're still a really solid. good team. They're still solid. I, I think they definitely deserve to be ranked. Yeah. Number 16 is pretty high. A team that maybe should be ranked is uh, Iowa State, State yep. who they go on the road to play next week, and then you go and play maybe the best team in the Big 12 the next week against Baylor. Mm-hmm. So, like, it just feels like everything is wrong for this game. <laughs> because if, if you go into a game and you're not focused, right, and there's been a lot of outside noise, um, obviously around Texas, mm-hmm. heading into this game, around Todd Orlando, or around, I mean, people kind of freaking out about Tom Herman. And, and look, I want to be very clear on the record about my opinions about Todd Orlando. He's had a bad year, and also he carried that program for two years. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just, I, I guess this is why I'm not a Texas fan, because I cannot imagine overreacting to a guy who did everything for my program for two years. Right. <laughs> like I, I just I can't get it. I just will never be able to understand it. Why you won't give your guy one more year when he's playing all freshman defensive backs? Right. But that's plenty of whom aren't on weren't on the two deep. <laughs> right. Right. Like whatever. I mean, this yeah. is this is all beside the point. But just really, really, I just can never understand it. Um, you know, this is a bad situation. I think for Texas. Yeah. And I think that Kansas State is a team that is focused. They're a team that's difficult to defend. They're a team that's difficult to block against their team a team that can take the passing game away from you at times and can prevent explosive plays and that sounds like everything bad for texas yeah so i'm gonna take kansas state to win outright okay i do not understand this line at all yeah all right your boys oh god texas state yeah whatever (laughs) seven and a half point favorites against south alabama 2 p.m on ESPN3. Oh, my bad. I did the 2.30 before the 2. Whatever. <laughs> Texas State's coming off of a 31-3 loss to you, uh, to Louisiana Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Or Louisiana. Or the Raging Cage. Or whatever the hell they want to be called. It's just Louisiana. It's Lafayette. They haven't done Laf- to earn <laughs> yes. Louisiana. They can't claim the whole <laughs> yes. state. LSU's okay. right there. The, a 31-3 loss to Lafayette. Yeah. Uh, South Alabama coming off of an almost identical 33, 30-3 loss to App. So, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so, um, I'm pulling up uh, Texas State schedule right now. Yep. Has Texas State beat anybody other than Nichols by by more than seven and a half? <sighs> well, no. I get that's an obvious question. They right. played. They played. They've won two games. Yeah. And one was by three against a Georgia State team that actually doesn't look that bad. So that's kind of my question. Sure. Is I think that Texas State should win this game, but I have no reason to think that they can beat a team by two scores. There was, I'm trying to find a quote. Drew King over at the San Marcos Daily Record had it. 
That was more or less Spavadol saying, "God, we better beat this team." Um, <laughs> oh, this is the. T- it was like this is the type of team that we need to be competing with to be competitive in this. Right, and it's like basically that. like, yeah, we better beat this team. Like right. <laughs> that. That's Spavadol, like knowing that he coaches <laughs> a two-win team, right. but also knowing that South Alabama is really bad. Um, Where is Jensen right now? Is he still He's in still con- in concussion protocol, so, so it looks like play. yeah. I think <sighs> at least as of la- as, of, as of earlier this week, it was still Vit taking first team reps. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. One thing I'll say again: bring on the red shirts, or just yeah, free Jalen Gibson. You have a quarterback there. Like I don't. I mean, uh, so so I wouldn't be. Yeah, here it is. I think South Alabama is a good measuring stick for our kids. We have to compete with that type of team to win this West. What he's saying is they're bad. We're also bad right now. We need to beat this team. We need to be the better bad. <laughs> right. And so, you know, that's the one thing, though, is that maybe you get a Cedric Case sighting? Maybe. Uh, that's the one thing. I I felt like he would have said something. Maybe. Hinted at it. Like, oh, he's taking reps. I didn't see anything like that, but I did see that Jalen Gibson is still taking reps, which, again, he's been taking reps this whole time. Jensen's been out, and he hasn't come in. Right, So, right. who I mean, exactly uh, again, knows? I, I just, I don't want to be that guy, but, like, it's just not good, and, like, it's it's just not two, working. They have two years of, of proof now. Like right. granted, this staff doesn't, but like we've seen what he did in a running offense or right. primarily run offense, and he's we're seeing what he's doing now, and it's just well. And uh, and the know. thing that you say too is that like almost all of Jensen's games, like he's had bad turnovers, he's made mistakes, stuff like that, but almost all of his performances have been better than almost every Vit performance. Yeah. And um, I mean, again, if you're gonna bother running an air raidish system. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can't throw the ball to receivers, what the hell are we doing here? Right. You know, and, and that's my concern. And, look, Cedric Case very well might not be ready either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, it's easy to – look, the most popular guy on every team is the backup quarterback. Sure. Because, hey, who knows? Yeah, right. Know? He's like, ah, he, ah. <laughs> he might be Tom Brady. Then the, then, then he some, most of the time he plays, you're like, that's why he's the backup quarterback. Oh, <laughs> oh, he's Matt Flynn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, – you know, I, I don't know. Uh, again, the only thing that I'm confident about is that I don't feel like I can count on them for two scores. Um, and so ultimately, I think I'm going to take Texas State to win. Okay. But yeah, I'm yeah, not I, going I will to take too. them to cover. I will too. Um, just because, yeah, that's that's a lot for Texas State. <laughs> um, yeah. And I don't know. We've seen, I mean, like, we didn't think that Georgia State game would be that close. And right. we went in overtime. So, granted, I think that we have more evidence now. On fa- in favor of Georgia State mm-hmm. than we do. Fair enough. Fair you know, enough. That's in also favor true. of South Alabama. Because, like, actually, whew, they've won four straight. Since that Texas State game, they won four straight. Really? Yeah. Okay, so Georgia they, State they is beat, actually okay. They beat Arkansas State at home, at Coastal, sure. They beat Army at home, hmm. and then they beat Troy at home. Okay. And, okay. like, okay. Arkansas State's the only one of those teams that's probably any good. Yeah. But none of them are bad. Yeah. Like, Coastal is probably bad. But, sure. like... Army's not bad, and Troy is not bad. Yeah. So, I mean, they've won four straight. So, I think that actually that game's aging pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'll yeah, I, I think I'll agree with you. Um, yeah. Texas State wins, doesn't cover. Yeah. Um, it's, it's also homecoming. I'm hoping they have yet <laughs> they have yet to announce it tomorrow, but I'm hoping that they have throwback gear again because yeah. they yeah. they they went on the bookstore starting to sell the throwback gear. So, you know, who knows? You know what? Screw it. Let's, let's go. go. Let's, let's go. go. They cover. <laughs> They're going to be wearing the SWT gear. They're going to be hyped up. Let's do it. They hey, cover. man. And what I will say once again that, is, that, uh, is that I knew that after last week, everybody just wanted to bash their heads in, right? Yeah. Because that obviously sucks to lose 31-3 to to anybody. Right. They can beat South Alabama. They can beat this Troy team. And they can win don't, on the road at Coastal. Don't, I'm don't, telling you, don't, this team has not won don't, more than three games since before Everett Withers. Don't. We're not I'm doing just, this to me, man. <laughs> I, that's all I'm saying, okay? The one if game, they come out and win by 20 this weekend, then I'll be like, okay, sure, maybe. But the, no, again, the one game that I will look back at the schedule and say, what the hell is the OLM game? That's, oh, right. that's always going to be the one that I'm like, you stupid idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid idiots. Why didn't you win this game? Yeah. But like... Every, I mean, other than that, that's the only one that I'm like, okay, this wasn't maybe what I expected. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and again, they should have beat Wyoming, but that's all other thing. So I think that this is a good measuring game for them, too, in all reality and not just as a, as a what <laughs> coded, the hell. Yeah, coded coach right, speak. <laughs> right, right. Um, I, I do think that this will be pretty interesting. So yeah. I take Texas State to win. 
Show me that you can cover. Final one. Uh, Again, a 3 p.m. game. North Texas, five and a half point underdogs at Louisiana Tech. 3 p.m. on Facebook video. Uh, We got a pair of dueling UTEP wins facing off because North Texas beat UTEP 52 to 26. Louisiana Tech beat UTEP 42 to 21. So if you go by the transitive property, (laughs) obviously North Texas is going to win this game, right? Right, It's what happens. So, okay, here's the thing. I am not sure whether things are fixed at North Texas. Okay. In fact, I'm still quite sure that they're not. Fair enough. Um, you know, UTEP actually managed to have some success offensively against North Texas. Mm-hmm. Not a lot because UTEP's not very good. Yeah. But they had some success. And the thing that you say <clears throat> on the flip side, have you seen Louisiana Tech's schedule so far? They have won seven straight games. <laughs> And they beat UTEP 42-21. Yeah. They beat Southern Miss by 15. They beat, I mean, okay, UMass, but 69-21. Uh, they beat FIU 43-31. They beat Bowling Green. Like, not a great Bowling Green team, but 35-7. The one, thi- the one game that they struggled, other than the loss to Texas, was a 23-20 loss in overtime to Rice. <laughs> because, God, Rice. Oh, yeah, seriously. God, so sad. Anyway, so Louisiana Tech is a very good football team. Mm-hmm. Is probably the favorite right now to win Conference USA. Should be. And North Texas is going on the road, which they have not been good at this year. Um, a, a name, if you're going to watch this game, that you need to know is Jamar Smith. Jamar Smith has been fantastic at quarterback for this Louisiana Tech team. He's got over 2,200 yards, 66% completion, 13 touchdowns, 3 interceptions so far. Uh, and, and also rush for another pair of touchdowns. Like, he's a really good player. He's mm-hmm. right now, I mean, look, Mason Fine is obviously our hero, but, like, right now, Jamar Smith is maybe the best quarterback in Conference USA. Him or Jack Abraham, probably. Yeah. And, look, if you're going to tell me that North Texas has to defend the pass, then North Texas is going to lose. <laughs> yeah, um... And because because both these teams are so good offensively, to me, a loss is by a touchdown. It's not by a field goal. Right. So there's no point in taking a four-point line or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? So to me, this is a Louisiana Tech win, and I think it's by double digits. I think so, too. Um, I have no confidence in – I don't know. I just don't have any confidence in North Texas. Sure, last week was great. Congrats. You won on – you won, You beat UTEP. I don't know. <laughs> or, you know, here's a party. I don't – Right. I don't know. We finally saw Mason Fine play really well. Uh, was when he was protected, shocking. We saw yeah. the defense not give up 30, 30 points. Which well, and Louisiana congrats. Tech is typically an aggressive defense. Yeah. Well, I mean, I saw this game last year, and granted, they had yeah. uh, Ferguson last year, which mm-hmm. they don't. But um, still, the front line of North Texas could not block this team last year. Right. They have not. They've looked. They like. They look like they've gotten better, aside from individual talent being gone or being different uh, defensively. Yeah, I just don't see a way for Texas Tech or North Texas. Wow, um, I don't see I don't see a way for them to cover. Um, yeah. I have no. I don't know. I just I just I think Charlotte broke me. I think that Charlotte <laughs> game broke me because I, I think Charlotte broke all of us. So I don't know. I think I made a pledge to not really bet on North Texas. Um, yeah. To do the unthink or the to to subvert expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, the thing that you have to look at is that. North Texas has to beat one of Louisiana Tech or UAB just to make a bowl game. Oh, God. You know, I mean, that's how fast things kind of went down. And yeah. it's because of their non-conference, too, obviously, because mm-hmm. they played SMU and Cal and Houston, sure. which is just bananas. Right. Uh, you know, if, if you have three winnable games, obviously, then we're talking about this team a little differently. But at the same time, I mean, they haven't been very good in conference play. Middle Tennessee is a loss or a, a win that's aged pretty poorly because Middle Tennessee is not very good. And that was only by three points. Um, you know, I mean, their only really dominant wins are against UTEP and UTSA, two of the five worst teams Congrats. in America. <laughs> yeah. Um, so look, you can show me a lot as a program and, and look, Mason Fine's going to have another Mason Fine game before sure. his college career is over. Yep. I think it'll be at home against UAB. I don't think it's going to be this one. Um, I mean, UAB senior day too. Like, sure. come on. Go out with a win, make yeah. a bowl game off of it. It, w- it would be so great, but um, I just don't see what North Texas can do to stop Louisiana Tech. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, 
Louisiana Tech plays some good defense and plays some aggressive defense and make it causes people to make mistakes, and I just don't think that North Texas is going to be able to do anything about it. Yeah, I basically agree. Um, the one dis- the one conversation we'll have to have at the end of the year, obviously with however North Texas season goes, but it's looking like if things go according to plan, they'll probably miss a bowl. Yeah. What happens with Seth Luttrell? Well, I think I think he's built enough here that if he comes back next year, even if he does not Mason fine, I think they're still going to be a competitive team. Sure, sure. That that's that's definitely my thing. Is do they take a little? I want to say step back, just because they're already they already took a step back. Well, but. I think the flip side <clears throat> that you say though is that I think the more important thing for North Texas because I do think Mason Fine is one of the best quarterbacks the state has ever seen, right? Yeah. Like the best in North Texas history, all that. Yeah. Um, I think that it is more important to a Seth Luttrell coach team to have an independently good defense sure. than it is for them to have that dude at quarterback. Right. You know, I mean, I think that it, whether it's Jason Bean, whether it's Kaysen Martin, whether it's uh, Austin Ani, I mean, they've got a lot of options there. Uh, they've got a kid from uh, from Oklahoma, I think. I think his name is Will Cooney, maybe, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, yeah, they've got a lot of options. Uh, Austin Ani, obviously a guy who yeah. led Argyle to a state championship game. Uh, and and by the way, who is my age and a freshman. <laughs> so that's weird because he played for the Yankees for a little while in their, <laughs> in their minor league organization. Right. Um, you know, they've got options. Um, Jason Bean looks like he's going to be the guy. And mm-hmm. hey, you know what? Guess what? He's not going to be as good as Mason Fine. But the thing that you say is their defense should be a lot better next year. Um, and you hope that they can find some offensive linemen and their skill position talent is ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's going to stay ridiculous. Um, and, and not to talk too much about next season, obviously while sure, this, sure. this team is still playing, but I still think that that Seth Luttrell has a chance at a second wave. Um, granted, I mean, when you are at a place for too long, it can kind of get counted against you. Yeah. That's sort of the, the frustration, but Seth Luttrell is still like 42. I think he's mm-hmm. still a really young guy. He's still got plenty of, you know, years left to prove whatever he needs to prove to anybody so and, and the other thing too is that north texas is rising as a program you mm-hmm. know i mean and they i mean let me pull up the recruiting class right now but i think it's one of the top ones in the conference and you know so i mean look i think the plan was always for him to leave with mason fine but yeah it's ranked number one in conference usa and it's ranked number 61 overall in conference usa there you go <laughs> like that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that's truly, truly ridiculous. Like, number 61 means that you are beating out power five teams, like Duke. Mm-hmm. It means you're beating out teams like Indiana. Actually, right now, it's ahead of Baylor. Now, again, a lot of context with both of those classes, but, sure. but you know, still. I mean, that's that's you're competing with almost anybody for recruits in this class. So, like, don't get me wrong. I don't think that this is like some sort of end, obviously. Right, for, sure, sure, sure. For Seth Luttrell. No, I didn't. I don't either. But yeah. it definitely is like <clears throat> it's such an abrupt, for sure, bump in the road. Yeah, that yeah, no yeah. one expected. No. Um, well, especially after winning nine games in consecutive winning, seasons. Right. Exactly. So I, 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 I just think that there will. Uh, I don't want to say there'll be there'll be some retribution, but like there will be. I think <laughs> I think there will be some like. There's some consequence in terms of I don't think his name is attached to hardly any yeah. not promotion this job this offseason. Off and um, I mean, the reality, too, is that he might have to um, he might have to work his way up to a lower tier job sure, sure. at some point. Right. But again, I think same deal where, like, dude, if you've got North Texas humming, you know, you don't need to leave for just anything. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about, you know, Sonny Dykes in the office just a little bit earlier and like. I mean, you know, we were talking about, well, what if Mark Stoops leaves or something like that? My thing is, Sonny Dykes has taken the quick job before at Cal, Mm -hmm. and I think that he knows now, like, you better find a place that fits you. And, like, you know, maybe Kentucky's that place. I don't know. But, like, if he doesn't feel like it's a fit, he doesn't have to leave. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing. And and Seth Luttrell's in that same situation where if it's not a good fit, you know, if 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 they're going to not let you take your staff, like, Mm -hmm. at Kansas State. Right. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to do this. Yeah. You know, you don't have to leave. And, um, you know, again, you're probably not going to get the, uh, you know, the Texas or Oklahoma head coaching job based off of that. But you'll get your shot at some point. Yeah. And, um, you know, and hey, you know what? I like Seth, Seth Luttrell a lot. I would be perfectly happy for him to stay in the state a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a weird week, man. I mean, obviously, there's Alabama, LSU. Yep. But like. Again, with Texas, there being no night games, that's pretty weird. I, I can't remember the last time that that happened. Uh, I don't know why either. 
Yeah, there's not like they're not like clearing it out. I mean, I know typically when it gets cooler, they move to more midday games in the state, but I don't. Which again, fine by me. Right, exactly. But I just don't. I don't. That's really weird that all of them are mid. And and actually, you look at the TV slate for later at night. I mean, you got Missouri Georgia's the ESPN game, which cool. Uh, Clemson at North Carolina State's the ABC game, cool. Yeah. Notre Dame at Duke is ACC Network. Like, I would say that Oklahoma is the Fox game. Now, that's a decent game, but, like, cool. <laughs> even, even, like, Penn State, Minnesota's right. 11 a.m. Like, why? What? Are, yeah, 11 a.m. What? Yeah, that's not even, I like, mean, I mean, that's their, uh, no, that's an ABC game. Yeah. So, like, what? that's even early. Like, I don't, I don't, I have no See, because I know that Fox is trying to make noon their primetime slot. Right? right. Like, their go-to. Big noon Saturday. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Like, big noon Saturday, Yeah, correct. big, right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, if that's an ESPN 11 a.m. game, I mean, what the hell are we doing here, Yeah, the man? primetime slots are not great, outside of, obviously. Yeah. This is a one-game weekend in a lot of ways. Right. LSU at Alabama. And, right. um, you know, which will be kind of cool to have everybody tuning in to one game there's got to be something else going on that something that they've just cleared out their primetime schedule (laughs) or just not clear maybe maybe they're clearing the way for incarnate word at Stephen f austin hey you know what you know what (laughs) who knows (laughs) yeah i don't know versus colby carthel man let's go that's a fun coaching (laughs) matchup that that could be a a future power five coaching matchup oh yeah in all seriousness like even the even the espn plus games and espn three games like there's barely any uh Barely any night games. There's West Florida at Valdosta State on ESPN3, which actually is a pretty good DT, uh, FCS game. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Newberry at Wingate. I don't know either of those teams. Lamar at Northwestern State. Uh, FIU at FAU. It's actually kind of a fun game for the CUSA fanatics. <laughs> but that's it. That's the entire slate. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. There, is there like something political going? No, it's not. It's not a debate or anything. No, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? All this means is that you know what? You get in your weird TCU Baylor game in the morning. You get in your Texas Kansas State in the mid afternoon, uh, and, and obviously keep a close eye on that Texas State South Alabama game. And then you get the hell out of town. Yeah. <laughs> it, in fact, if you want to take this week off and and just watch uh, Alabama versus LSU, look. I'm going to obviously be watching the UTEP game because right. I am I don't know what I am. You know, <laughs> I'll I'll watch UTSA at Old Dominion at 1 p.m. on ESPN3 and make sure and remember. Uh but yeah, I mean, I don't know other than that. It's it's a weird weekend. Um uh, but this is kind of a setup weekend, right? I mean, that's that's with all of these things. It's like there's the big game and then everybody else is kind of just waiting for the other marquee matchups to come and next week the the focus could be on Texas if Baylor's able to beat TCU and and obviously if Oklahoma uh, if Oklahoma can beat Iowa State then we could potentially see College Game Day in Waco mm-hmm. and actually even if Oklahoma loses we might see uh, College Game Day in Waco depending on how impressive Baylor looks so should be a lot of fun anyway that's probably enough from us. Uh, thanks as always to everybody for listening. Thanks to our sponsor North Texas Honda Dealers uh, again. If you are not subscribed as yet, TexasFootball.com/slash/subscribe. It's only $19.95 plus shipping and handling for the first year. Uh, it really, really helps us out. And by the way, if you are a high school football fan and you aren't subscribed for our uh, our playoff stuff, I mean, come on. I, I don't know what you're doing here at this point because <laughs> that was in the planning meetings a few weeks ago. And you know what? Ish will be in here. Greg will be in here. Matt Stepp will be in here doing all the playoff pairings, coming out with brackets, coming out with everything uh, that you need to know as a high school football fan. And in very short order, we're going to start having some of that stuff with college too. So uh, so keep a close eye on that. Again, thanks for always listening. Uh, I will be at Baylor TCU this week. If you see me on the concourse, go and say hi. Uh, and other than that, we will talk to you again next week.